In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sanctifier. Amen. Once upon a time, an ancient story tells us that a master had a visitor who came to inquire about Zen. But instead of listening, the visitor kept talking about his own concerns and offering his own take on things. After a while, the master served tea. He poured the tea into the visitor's cup until it was full. And then he kept on pouring. Finally, the visitor couldn't, he couldn't stand it any longer. And he said, don't you see that my cup is full? It's not possible to add anything more to my cup. It's overflowing. Just so, the master said, stopping at last. And like this cup, you are filled with your own ideas. How can you expect me to give you anything, to give you Zen, unless you first empty your own cup? Since reading this ancient story very early in the week, I have not stopped reflecting on its wisdom and application to my life right at this particular moment in time. I am full. I am more than full. My heart is overflowing, too. Oh, it's not that I cannot feel the gratitude or pray the prayer for patience. It's not that I am unaware of the needs of family and friends, the impact of so very much seemingly piling up all around me all the time and even within me. It's just that I am more than full. And what, I ask myself, am I willing to let go of? What am I willing to release, to surrender, and not be tempted to pick it back up and stuff it right back down, defeating my own prayer to Jesus to fill me up with his grace and love? Perhaps you, like me, are full to the brim, even to overflowing. Perhaps you, like the seeker in this story, must first empty your own cup, your own heart, your own spirit, before the divine can fill you with the healing, the grace, the patience, the perseverance, the faith, and the love that the divine so desires to offer you. The season of Lent invites us to begin the process of emptying, of emptying our cups, our hearts, our spirits. So you so often hear this question, what might you give up this Lent? It's asked every year, isn't it? Or what will you take on? Well, maybe, just maybe this year, this year that has seen us in a pandemic that has so been filled with giving things up, physical closeness and proximity, gathering around dining tables, Eucharistic tables. Perhaps we have been living all these months in a season of losses that fills our hearts with fear or sadness, anxiety, resentment, exhaustion, hopelessness to overflowing. 
like the Zen master in the story, it just may be that our loving creator is inviting us to empty our hearts and our spirits so that we too may be filled with love and peace, grace and courage, strength, even joy, the faith that God so wants to deepen in relationship with us and only the divine is capable of giving us. But first we too must empty ourselves of so much of what we hold on to, letting go of all we've lost to finally glimpsing something of what we might have discovered or rediscovered in this time of letting go. There is grace even in the losses. Perhaps we are being invited to empty out the hoarding of all the feelings of loss, loss of control, loss of freedom, loss of proximity, loss of loved ones, loss of perspective, loss of hope, even perhaps loss of faith. Perhaps we are being asked to pour our hearts out to Jesus so that he might find within us the spaciousness that invites newness, new life, new hope, new possibilities, new beginnings that we are a part of, participating in with the divine, forging in us and through us all that we have been through over these past months and seeing something new, something beautiful emerge. I imagine that in the gospel story before us this morning, there is a possibility that not only is Jesus teaching his disciples about the great suffering that is before him and them, Jesus, the human Jesus, is emptying out his own heart of the fear and the resistance, perhaps the weightiness of all that is to come for him and for those he loves. I imagine that just as Jesus is inviting his disciples, his closest friends, to begin to understand what is unfolding, Jesus needs to say it out loud so as to take the next step in his divinely given mission. I suspect Jesus' own heart, his human heart, is filled to overflowing, aching with the anticipation of all that is to happen, grieving not only for the pain and suffering that he will endure, but also grieving for the pain and suffering those closest to him will also endure. So I hear, I hear Jesus' rebuke of Peter as one of begging his friend to let the truth be told out loud. No denial, no dressing it up, or dressing it down. Jesus needs to empty his heart, and he needs to be heard and affirmed in his own mission. It's how I believe he finds the strength, the courage, the faith to continue his journey to Jerusalem. Get behind me, Satan, speaks to me of the urgency of truth-telling, even if it's, if it's difficult and painful in the speaking. I know in my own life that I have experienced those times in which I am filled to overflowing with anger or confusion, with resentment or fear or sadness, 
that I need to speak the urgency of it out loud. There have been those times of lament, times of wailing out loud, times of weeping and shedding tears that I feared it would overwhelm me, if not drown me. And if the truth be told, when I have given in to the holy invitation of emptying myself out, whether in the presence of a trusted friend or spiritual director, therapist, or merely in the presence of God alone, what comes over me like a welcome and gentle embrace is a peace that does indeed pass all understanding. The kind of peace, the kind of hope and healing that only the divine, the one who loves me unconditionally and loves you unconditionally as well, can offer us. And because if I choose to give myself over to falling apart, of emptying out, of surrendering the clutching, white-knuckled grip with which I wish sometimes to control my life. Then, and only then, then can the divine fill me, renew me, restore and reconcile me, make me whole, perhaps even holy once more. Jesus' words to his disciples, for those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it, is the truth of the good news of God in Jesus Christ. I have shared this before with you. A particularly gifted spiritual director of mine once asked me to pay attention to my hands as I fall asleep or as I awake, and so I did. And much to my amazement, I discovered that most often, I slept with my hands clenched tightly. Even under the pillows, my hands were clenched. What was I afraid to let go of? What was it that I was so intent of holding on to that I would grip it with such intensity that when I awoke in the morning, my hands would ache? Of what was I afraid to let go? or embrace once and for all. I'm aware that over this past year in particular, my hands have been clenched, my jaw has been clenched, my heart has been held in the grip of fear. And when that happens, I hold on to every shred of what got me to that feeling in the first place, afraid to let it go. So I replay the drama over and over and over again to overflowing. I accommodate to whatever it is I am holding so tightly clenched in my heart. But the good news of the gospel today is that the divine asks us to empty out of all that holds us hostage in order to make available the spaciousness necessary for the divine to fill us with all that we need more than what we are even aware of ourselves. No, there is no life without suffering, and that is part of the truth that Jesus speaks to his disciples. No, we, like Jesus, have our crosses to bear as well. 
crosses that lead us back into holy and life-giving relationship with the divine, with ourselves, with one another, with all creation, with our neighbors who are suffering as well. As Josh shared with us last week, the Old English translation for the word Lent is indeed spring. Those beautiful images that we saw of flowers unfolding, isn't that what we're called to as well? Creation bids us pay attention because creation speaks the truth, the divine truth to us as well. Yes, there is suffering and there is death, but neither has the last word. The beautiful verses of our prayer book come to my mind. Even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. That is our, our faith in Jesus Christ. That is the promise of God's love and God's salvation in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Over and over again, we are invited by the divine to be filled by only what love, God's love, can offer us. And so my prayer this week is that you will reflect on what is filling your heart, your spirits, your body. What are you holding that you too can let go of? And I'd like to conclude with these beautiful verses from Psalm 23. Thou preparest a table before me, even in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup, your cup, given to me, runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. <laughs>